Hey guys, this is Rick Godwin, pastor of Summit Church here in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we're excited to have you on our podcast. Our goal is to inspire you and to challenge you and help everyone realize their full potential in Christ. Now enjoy the message. Thank you for joining us. And if you're watching online, we're honored to welcome you as well and wish all of you a wonderful Christmas Eve and a Christmas day. If you're visiting, we're honored you're here and glad to see you. A lot of articles have been written about what happened during this year, 2023. Now, frankly, I think we're ready for a, a new year. How about you? Yeah. You know, employment is uh, down. Consumer confidence is down. Congress seems to be broken. Political parties are unable to agree on anything. The national debt got bigger this year. Faith that we're on the right track got smaller. There's controversy and uncertainty. So those authors ask the question, is there a global tipping point for frustration? Everywhere, it seems, people said they had had enough. It kind of makes you wonder when you read those year-end news stories, is there any good news anywhere? Well, we're here tonight because there is. See, here it is. Love is still a gift. Love still defeats hate. Hope is still stronger than despair. There is a God who still answers prayer, and his mercies are still new every morning. His forgiveness is still stronger than sin, and his guidance is still greater than human confusion. His promises remain more certain than human fear. The cross is still sufficient for grace for all of us. The tomb, it's still empty, and the Holy Spirit is still quickening the minds and hearts of human beings. All this is true because 2,000 years ago, a baby named Jesus was born in a town named Bethlehem, which means house of bread, and Jesus was called the bread of life. Governments, economies, civilizations, and cultures, well, they keep coming and going, but the kingdom Jesus started is still spreading, and his light shines brighter today than it did when it started. Yeah. Scripture says of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Our administration, whoever they are this coming year, it'll end. Countries will divide. Dictators and tyrants and presidents and prime ministers will come and go, but the kingdom abides forever. That's why in this world in 2023, there is good news this evening, and that's why we're here. But this good news is not reserved just for people whose lives are going great. Now, Christmas is a wonderful time, but it can also be painful and hurt for many. Sometimes in our culture, we get maybe an idealized picture of what the perfect holiday is supposed to look like. So much so, we forget Jesus did not come to a perfect world filled with perfect people. And I'm glad. That world would never have needed him. No, he came for a broken world filled with broken people. There's a wonderful statement about God way back in the Old Testament book of Psalms that says, the Lord is close 
to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 34. So I thought the end of this year, 2023, might be a good time to talk about how Jesus is still good news for broken people because part of the miracle of Jesus becoming human is that God himself was now going to come real close in the flesh to the brokenhearted people. So maybe you're having financial problems this year. <clears throat> maybe you're trying to find a job. Maybe you've been let go from a job and now you're older. It may seem difficult to get one. Or you're afraid of losing your home. Or you can't pay your bills. Maybe you never thought about it. When Jesus came to earth, <clears throat> he could have come any way he wanted, anywhere he wanted, any, any type of style he wanted. But when he came to earth, he didn't live in a gated community in a sprawling mansion with three swimming pools and 14 bathrooms. He didn't come in a palace, which is why a lot of the religious people missed him. He was born in a peasant family, a blue-collar family. The Bible says, though he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor. If you have financial problems, Jesus is good news for you. He can definitely identify with you. He didn't come with a silver spoon in his mouth, though he could have. He didn't look like the King of Kings and Lord of Lords when he was born. He just looked ordinary like you and I. Or maybe you're feeling lonely. I was looking this morning at USA Today newspaper, and they had a sprawling article on statistics now about loneliness is killing people because of their health and mental problems, being alone, disconnected, which is why we keep preaching to you, get in a group, get in a ministry, get connected with some people who can love you, know you, and care for you. It actually is therapeutic and helps your help. Alone people are bad. Jesus sets the solitary in families. God's a family man. See, all the celebrations around Christmas time can make it harder oftentimes because it reminds you of how alone you are. Now, Jesus knows all about being alone. He can identify with that as well. At the moment of his greatest crisis in his life, all of his friends deserted him. One of them, Judas, betrayed him, sold him for money. He actually said on the cross he felt deserted by God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Don't ever say, well, Jesus doesn't understand. Jesus doesn't know what I'm going through. Jesus would say to you tonight, I know the pain of being alone. I've been there. Jesus is good news for alone people. Or maybe, this is a good topic to bring up at Christmas time when all the family's in. <clears throat> maybe you have family issues. Maybe your family is not perfect. Maybe it is. Maybe on December 25th, you're going to sit around the table with a family of perfectly healthy, emotionally mature, well-adjusted, normal people. <laughs> yeah. But researchers say every family has at least one maladjusted wacko. And if you look around the table at Christmas and you can't figure out who it is, it's you. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe family for you is kind of a complicated word. 
for you, maybe there's some pain or brokenness or disappointment. You know, a lot of people don't think much about it, but Jesus had family and family problems. They didn't understand him either. In fact, after he began his ministry, we're actually told in the Gospel of Mark, when his family heard about what he was doing, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he's out of his mind. So they thought he was out of his mind. He knows all about families. And he had a lot of wackos in his family line too. He can identify with you. So you got family problems? Jesus is good news for you. Maybe 2023 has hit you with other news. Maybe you just got a diagnosis from the doctor that's turning your world upside down. You know, Jesus died when he was only 33 years old. Or maybe a message from your spouse is wringing your guts inside out. Maybe you have been dreading this Christmas because there's going to be an empty place, an empty chair at a table where there used to be somebody you love and it just pains your heart. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. See, this Jesus knows all about rejection and failure and disappointment and pain and death. The good news is Jesus came for broken people. That's good news. And I want to tell you how he's at his best when brokenness is at its worst. I mentioned this a couple of years ago when the movie came out. But there was the story of Louis Zamperini, who was the New York Times number one bestseller. Time magazine named his book called Unbroken, the nonfiction book of the year. The book Unbroken is about as suspenseful a story as you've ever read. Lewis was a troubled kid, but he kind of got delivered out of that because he found out he could run fast. He became an Olympic track star. You'll see his picture now. He actually went to the Berlin Olympics in Nazi Germany in 1930s. And then he signed up for World War II. He was in a plane over the Pacific that got shot down. He ended up on a raft, and he, he survived that ordeal longer on a raft in the ocean than anybody in recorded previous history had done. He literally killed a shark with a pair of pliers. So it's an unbelievable story, right? Then he knew after some 90 days floating on the ocean, the euphoria of getting rescued by a ship. But then he knew the horror of finding out that ship belonged to the Japanese and the enemy. He got thrown into a POW camp run by a guard who became globally notorious for his sadism. And Lewis was his number one most hated prisoner. Torture, disease, starvation. And you know, you kind of wonder as you read through the book, holy Moses, can anybody survive this? Now, I don't want to spoil the story for you, but he does. He comes back to the States, and you get this sense of relief. I can't believe he made it through all that. Then the worst part. Just when you feel relief, his life falls apart again, only now it's from the inside. So what beatings and bullets and war and sharks and starvation and disease couldn't do Anger and bitterness and alcohol, despair and sin and brokenness do. 
Because the real brokenness, the worst brokenness in the world is inside of us, inside of our heart. Vince Louis Zamperini met Jesus Christ at a Billy Graham crusade. He didn't want to go, but was persuaded to under a tent in Los Angeles, California. And at that Billy Graham meeting, he surrendered the whole broken mess of his life. And Jesus delivered him, saved him. What a great way for us to start a new year. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So at the core of human brokenness is what the Bible calls sin. That's what's messed up the whole world. That's what only Jesus could fix. You can look at your crystals. You can burn incense. You can do chants all you want to. But the only thing that can take away sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. What shall wash away my sin? We sing nothing but the blood of Jesus. What is the price of sin? The shedding of blood. And nobody else, no crystal, no Buddha, no Muhammad, no anybody, no any method can take away sin. There's no shed blood. Only one perfect sinless person, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, could offer as a sacrifice for his whole creation, because he's the creator, could shed his blood for everybody. Only Jesus could fix us. And do you know the most powerful image in the history of protesting? The most widely known symbol that ever cried out against wrongdoing, violence, injustice, was a wooden cross. It remains the most widely recognized symbol in our world today. It's strange, but we generally think about human beings protesting stuff. It goes on all the time. But I wonder if you ever thought, what does God think of what the human race has done to his world? It's as if one day God looked at the darkness, the sin, the wrongdoing, and the injustice in this world and said, okay, enough is enough. It's as if the horror of it all caused God to kind of reach a divine tipping point of his frustration. So there was a public march through a city called Jerusalem to a hill called Calvary, and a cross was put up for all the world to see. It's almost as if God was protesting what has happened to his world. All the violence, all the selfishness, all the abuse, all the greed, all the lust, all the betrayal, all the secret little sins that I harbor, that you harbor, that we forget, that we rationalize, that we overlook. It's so easy to protest the big sins of somebody else. But on the cross, God is protesting my sin and your sin. Kind of think about, he's protesting me. He's protesting you. And what's strange and unforgettable is the person of the cross. It's not a dictator, not a tyrant. It's not me, not any of us. We deserve to be there. But God's sin, and that son, the baby in the manger, grows up to be the man on the cross. The Bible says in Isaiah, he took up our pain, bore our suffering, the punishment that brings us peace with God was placed on him, and by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53. So Jesus didn't come to take away our brokenness. He came to take on our brokenness. And people sometimes get sentimental about the manger. But I guarantee you nobody gets sentimental about the cross. And it's there we find the protest and love of God most fully expressed over a broken world. 
The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So many people don't understand about this. You don't have to wait for your life to be perfect to offer it to God. Good luck on that. You don't have to clean up some part of it. You don't have to make it look any better than it is. He didn't come to give approval to people with perfect lives. He came to give healing and forgiveness to people broken by sin. So if that's you, that's why he came. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow me by visiting the links in the description. I'm praying today that God richly blesses you this entire week.